Greetings, everybody, and welcome to the Art of the Ages. Uh, so, I wanted to kind of delve into just a little bit of just the, like super practical um, uh, discussion right now, and and that's for those of us who who work. I guess I guess, I guess the way to put it is in a medium that necessitates somebody actually looking at our words and and there's so much of writing now that is is not like that at all right i mean you know there's always been drama and you know and there's 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 always been there's always been this kind of performance writing right where um where people are hearing your words and maybe even seeing the things that you've described but that are not actually looking at your words on a page. Um, that's really expanded because, I mean, one of the biggest, uh, one of the biggest mediums today is, is online video. I mean, we, we, you know, we've added television and we've added movies and now we're adding you know, uh, internet, uh, internet video, internet drama, streaming, and these sort of things. And, uh, and goodness, podcasting. How did I forget that? Was, how was that not the first thing that I mentioned? I did, uh, but yeah, so there, there's so many different ways that technology has allowed us to express our writing in ways that are not, um, are not specifically written on the page. Um, and even then, it's like you know, I'm 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 starting to work on an, an audio book version of of one of my novels, and and so you know, it's it's even though this was written to be read off the page, now it's going to be introduced to a whole new audience who are not seeing it that way, um, and so there. <laughs> long story short, too late. The the way that you know, technology has expanded, has also expanded our potential as writers. Um, but, but, but a lot of us are still writing for, to, to be seen on the page. And this adds another element to, to our work that we need to be aware of. And that's how, how our writing looks. Right. So a lot of, I mean, a lot of that is up to the publisher, you know, and, um, and that publisher could be us, you know, for so, some of us are writing articles and, and works online. Some of us are self publishing. Uh, you know, I fall into that camp, um, where we are, we are picking our own fonts and we are picking our own font size and that sort of thing. So, so, but, but, you know, traditionally the publisher picks all these things and, um, you know, tries to set it up as, uh, as efficiently as possible, you know, um, uh, as I get older, I, I frequently, I frequently complain about publishers, um, making the font too small, but that saves money on paper. <laughs> so they're going to keep doing that. Uh, uh, it was one of, one of the great things about eBooks now is that, you know, you can pick your own font size and sometimes your own font. Uh, that's really great. Um, so sometimes that is under our control, but there's a lot of it that is under our control from the very start. And, and that is, you know, the, the, the amount the amount of variation we have in paragraphs, the amount of white space 
that we include um and the amount uh, and the uh, the the way we way we begin sentences and specifically begin paragraphs and so there's there's a lot of things that we can do in there that is either going to distract the reader or make the the page more attractive and you know and oddly enough you know even though we we do work in in a form of art like all forms of art that is taking the the chaotic and putting order to it um it's variety that people really find attractive in this you know it's like uh i actually still have on by my computer here the the mist book that i was showing uh, showing off several episodes ago i have not moved the book um but you know you can look at you can look at the the books that you have and you see a, a very nice variety in paragraph length you know you can as you glance over it what you n- normally first notice is the shape of the paragraph and the white space now white space actually helps for tension you know and um <laughs> there's there's been a lot of cases where you just need a really long paragraph and some writers write longer paragraphs than others um and there there are there are advantages to doing that and disadvantages one of the disadvantages is that it is harder to retain when um when you have that when you have that little white space when the page is just full and that's also one of the problems with smaller fonts i mean not 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 just the fact that it is literally harder to read and especially for people of my age but the smaller fonts will crowd the page and make it more difficult to retain. Um, but the parag- uh, mostly it's the paragraph shapes that provide the white space. Uh, there are also breaks that also will do, will also uh, uh, create white space. So like as I flip through, I have, I have a, a, a page break um, or, or break in the page. I, I know page break is a technical term that, that means you break to the next page. And so I, I, uh, I should say a break in the page where there's a, there is a symbol notating the break and a lot of white space around it. And then you also have the end of paragraphs and the start of new paragraphs that also have a lot of white space around them. You know, there are certain authors and certain very good authors that will, will avoid Avoid these things completely. And so, you know, we, we, we mustn't make this a hard and fast rule. I've, I've written books with a variety of different, of different chapter links. And there's a reason that I, I do it, uh, I do it in each case, but, but there should be a reason, you know, and that, that's, that's one of the important things is there should be a reason for it. And, um, and, and, it, and we should think about it. So the paragraph size, you know, it, there's, there's very few things that are more distracting than all the paragraphs looking the same. And we normally don't do this when we write longer paragraphs of at least a few sentences in length. Like, you know, that, that naturally provides some variety, but, you know, there are certain, there are certain, uh, more, uh, more recent authors that, um, well, the, the way we always joke is they write in tweets and, um, you know, each, each sentence, basically each sentence is a paragraph. And uh, even then the sentence is quite short. And so it just, it's just like, it, it looks more like a list than anything. It's one, one line, one line, one line, maybe two, 
one line, one line, two lines, two lines, two lines, two lines. And there's a monotony to it on the page. Um, and so there, 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 there should be, there should be a, a, a nice, a nice variety there. The next thing we're going to notice is the first word of each paragraph. That's the, easily the most, the most noticeable word. And so we need to pay special care there that we were not repetitive in that. And that's tough to do because, you know, it's, it's especially because our sentences often begin with the subject of the sentence, which is a noun. And, um, and a lot of nouns that we use are, are, um, are, uh, nouns that would require, uh, an article in front of them. You know, it's, it's quite easy to fall in the trap of having four paragraphs in a row begin with the word the, that, that has happened to me a lot. And when we, when we, when we read this out loud, when we have the audiobook version, when we have the script format of some, of something like that, that kind of repetition really isn't noticeable. It is not all that noticeable if you start a lot of sentences with, a word as insignificant as as a an or the but when they all line up on the page <laughs> that's when it really pops and so when when you read it when you read especially when you read it out loud it's not that big of a deal but when you see it like that the eye is drawn to it and it becomes a distraction and so there, there's a, there's a time when uh, when I'm editing a book that I, that I just, I look at it and, um, you know, this is really drifting into the weird. Like I, I, I look at the page, you know? Um, but I, no, I just get a sense of it. You know, if, if, if this, if this is becoming too crowded, if this is pleasing to the eye, you know, in, in the fact that it's not distracting, if, um, if, if I'm not having, if I'm not having those, those first words in the paragraphs line up perfectly along the, the, the left side of the page, um, making sure that there's nothing in there that's just going to really distract the reader unless, unless I want it to. Okay. So that's, you know, that, that's the point where we might, we might really vary. So a lot of times what we might do in this case is capitalize a word that doesn't normally need the capitalization, but we're going to do it. And that draws attention to the word. Now here we also have the effect of when I'm reading it, when I'm, when I, I mean, when I, when I read it out loud, when I'm doing like doing the audio version of it, how do I communicate that? And I normally don't. If I'm, if I have a script, um, then you know, it's, it doesn't, it doesn't come across. And this is like when, you know, and it's like, and I really liked, I really enjoyed the, the, I guess it's not all that recent, but maybe 15 years ago, somewhere around there, the movie version of the Lion Witch in the Wardrobe. But there was just, there's one scene where it just falls flat on its face and it can't help but do so. But in the book, when the kids, or three of them at least, first heard, hear the name Asland, it's, there, there's there's this description there where you get a sense of the weight of the name and how it affects them. 
And, and it's a very important moment. And C.S. Lewis draws attention to that word. Now, in the movie, they look like doofuses. As great as that film is, they look like idiots because they kind of sheepishly grin and look at each other. But we're not sure why unless we've read the book and it, and it just kind of looks out of place. Like they made, and, I, and I love that they made a valiant effort, but it's a different, it's a different genre. It's a different medium. And we don't communicate the same way in, in different mediums. And so, I, you know, the filmmaker really should have realized that and done something else there, perhaps even skipped it completely. Despite the fact that it's one of our, you know, a lot of us is one of our favorite parts of the book, but it just doesn't translate, you know? Um, and that happens a lot. I mean, you know, it, 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 this has nothing to do with the topic, but, um, you know, Stanley Kubrick changed the uh, the topiary bushes in The Shining into a, into a hedge maze. It was magnificent. It was great. Um, and then when Stephen King wrote his adaptation of The Shining later in the 90s, I think it was, um, he did to- the topiary bushes. And they're terrifying in the novel, but in the movie, they're, they're stupid. They're ridiculous. They're, they're, they're joke because it's different. It's a different medium. It doesn't, it doesn't communicate in the same way. We can't do the same things in different mediums. And, and this is one of the, this is one of the, the, uh, advantages that you know the author uh, of the written page has, um, but also one of the disadvantages because we've got to keep in mind how does the page look, whereas a script you don't have to you don't really have to worry about that. In uh, you know writing a podcast you don't have to worry about that. Uh, in in writing any sort of audio or visual form you don't have to worry about that as much. But we also have the advantage of being able to use that page to our advantage. So another thing that can be done is, you know, like the use of all caps. Now that's dramatic. Uh, and even use the use of small cap that really pops out of the page and it's going to be really big distraction. And so it, it's something that I don't believe, I, no, I don't believe I've ever used, um, in, in a book, um, uh, or in a story, uh, uh, simply because I think it's too much of a distraction for what I'm going for. But the use of italics, um, again, bold, emboldening a, a word might be too much of a punch because it's the second you get to that page, it doesn't matter. Like, I mean, it, it could be on the, on the facing page at the very bottom, but you're looking over there. Whereas the italicized word has a little bit more, it's a little bit more subtle. The, the capital, the, just the, the, uh, the word that has the initial letter capitalized is a bit more subtle. You know, you're not going to look at that from the facing page. You're, when you get to that paragraph, you're going to see it. But, uh, but these are, these are things. Uh, setting the, the single word aside in its own paragraph has a punch to it. Um, and that's, this is how you can use the look of the page to your advantage. So that's helpful. Um, this is something I actually, I actually really enjoyed. I, I really enjoy. I, I, I like, I like the way. I, I, if if a good author uses the the look of a page uh, to his advantage, I, I think it's a I think it's a really cool, uh, really cool effect and a really cool uh, approach. And so um, something to play around with, uh, to experiment with. 
And so we're going to leave it at that today. We will be back next week. We, I really do appreciate all of you who uh, tune in week after week. Um, thank you so much. Remember, that, you know, those of you who watch on YouTube, we do have this in podcast form. And those of you on the podcast side, we do have this on YouTube. Um, and so if you, you know, want to look at my, it, at me, um, while I drone on about this stuff, then you certainly can. Uh, or if you don't want to, but you still want to hear what I have to say, that's totally okay. Really do appreciate it. So thank you. And until next time, never, never, never quit. Tell us your